All right, Joel Radio is back with you. How you doing? Uh, Joel Fragamani here. Got an interesting show today. As I'm going to start this show by myself. That's right, just me, Joel, your pal, talking to you about some things in the news. I don't want to bum everybody out. We know what's going on in the news. It's not great. But we got to hit on a few things. We got to follow up on last week's discussion that I had about the vaccine with Steve Miller. We're going to talk about that. Uh, We'll talk. (laughs) Boy, I don't want to talk about what happened at the Capitol last week, but we got to. At least a little bit. At least I think in a cautionary way, in a way that could help those around you. Because I think we I think I think last week was a lesson in a way that a lot of people aren't talking about. And I think I need to talk about that. Because I'm good at that, I think. I am good about talking about stories and news in a way that a lot of people aren't talking about them. And I will get into the capital in that sense here shortly. And then uh, Layla's going to join us. So you won't be listening to just me for the whole time. What kind of show would that be? What am I going to do? Sit here and cry about Corey Hall for another two hours? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It was like the hardest show I ever did. I'm not doing that again. But uh, we miss Corey. Miss Corey. And uh, in fact, uh, you'll, you know, Corey comes up all the time. He's always on my mind. Corey is. I miss that guy. He would have loved what happened last week, by the way. He would have been not 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 about the Capitol because he's a border, but I mean he all those idiots getting arrested and all of that, he would have loved that. But anyway, let's get into the let's get into what we talked about last week. We're gonna follow up on that. Try to keep this uh, brief before we bring Layla in here. Um You know, we talked about the vaccine and my idea and my feeling was why not just give the vaccine to everybody who wants it? You want the vaccine, you get it. You, you, you show up someplace, you stand in line, maybe you go to a website, you sign up, whatever it is. You want it, you get it. That's how they should give it out. That was what I said on the show. Not a lot of people were saying that. People were like, oh, no, we were running. These frontline workers and our elderly are going to get the vaccine first, and we'll make sure that they're all taken care of before regular people can get it. And my feeling was people are hesitant to get it. Let's give it to everybody now. One of the things that's been interesting about the vaccine rollout is that it is localized. You are literally down county to county on how this thing is being distributed. Yes, the feds purchase the vaccine. The states order the vaccines from the feds. The state then sends them to county health departments who or to hospitals. And depending upon how your hospital that you are affiliated with as a patient, which some of you may not be affiliated with a hospital as a patient. Your your primary doctor would be, but if you don't have a primary doctor, then maybe you don't have that affiliation at all. And then the county health departments say that they are overwhelmed. And so as much as my plan of let's give it to everybody seems to be running into problems because 
more vaccine is going to places where there's less demand, and I'll give you an example of it here shortly, uh, versus uh, the amount uh, of vaccine that's going to some places where they can't fulfill everybody who wants it. So that's problematic. Um, And, you know, again, do I have the answer? I think the blanket thing of let's hold back some, make sure the healthcare workers get it and the elderly get it. And at that point, we can open it up to everybody. Uh, I think the sooner we open this up to everybody, the sooner uh, that the pandemic crisis will go away. If the vaccine causes it to go away. Um, There are stories this week, somewhat uh, this one completely related, but but others. uh, And again, anecdotal evidence about people, you know, getting their first COVID vaccine shot and then getting COVID. Um, Not as a result of the shot, but because they were exposed, maybe they uh, weren't as uh, cautious or just the nature of their job or their lives made it where they got COVID. So that's scary Uh, in a way. Of course, these vaccines that are currently available require two shots. And so people getting one, it's not surprising that some of them will get COVID. Hopefully their their symptoms and and their overall health will be better for having that one shot. Um, Help them recover more quickly anyway. Uh, And then, uh, so, so that's an interesting wrinkle. Which, again, doesn't it's not an indictment of the shot not working. It's just a matter of, you know, you need to get two shots from what all of my research with all of these. You are 10 days after the second shot that you would actually have full, quote unquote, immunity as best as it can be from these. Uh, It would take that long. So we're talking six weeks from first shot to last shot to full immunity. That's a long time. We're only in, you know, we're only six, seven, eight weeks into giving this out. Um, you know, I had my second shot. I talked about it last show. Um, but, you know, that was clinical trial. And, you know, again, that also wasn't the vaccine that most people are getting in the United States. In fact, nobody's getting in the United States right now. I think in, in the UK, the um, AstraZeneca vaccine is going out to the public, uh, but not here in the States. So uh, that's scary. Uh, But again, big story this week. What was the big story? Exactly what I talked about with Steve Miller last week. People can't seem to get it. They want to get it. Uh, People that want to get it can't get it. People that uh, should be getting it can't get it. It's unbelievable. Uh, There was a story on TMZ. You should look this one up. I would read it to you, but I, I closed the window. And I don't think it's worth going back and opening the window. But essentially, um, there was a... Uh, a clinic that had COVID vaccine, had a supply of the COVID vaccine. They took appointments. They gave the vaccine to everybody that showed up for their appointment. But uh, according to the story, 150 people did not show up that made appointments. So they were coming to get the vaccine. Those vaccines were spoken for. So they went ahead and said, let's just give it to whoever wants it. My plan, okay? So they said, why waste these vaccines? Because there's those stories, too, and I think that's tied in. You'll, you'll see that if you look up this, uh, this TMZ story. And this, again, this happened in Los Angeles. But anyway, the L.A. County Health Department said, you can't do that. You can't just give the vaccine to whoever wants it. Now, you have these vaccines that apparently go bad or they'll spoil or whatever because they need to be kept super cold, so they needed to either give these out or throw them away. 
And the L.A. County Health Department says now, you know, you're going to have to throw those away. Can't vaccinate people who want to get vaccinated. It's unbelievable. Um, so that story's out there, you know. Uh, and that's the stuff we don't want. When you look at the numbers, I mean, I, I think in... Uh, I'm going to give you a rough sense of what's going on in the state of Michigan as far as numbers. What I saw on the news this morning, 800,000 plus doses have been, uh, you know, purchased by the state, have been distributed, and only 300 and some thousand of those have actually gone into people's arms. That's not a very high percentage. That's, you know, a little more than 30 percent, 35 percent, maybe 40 percent. I don't know. I ain't doing the math right now because I'm talking to you, but it's bad. It's it's not going out the way it should go out. And here, uh, you know, uh, in in the metro Detroit area, the city of Detroit has opened up uh, the uh, is it the TCF Convention Center. I forget the name it was Kobo Hall, of course, Kobo Center. But, the, you know, the big convention center is now open for shots. I think that's a good thing, um, you know. The one big hospital, Beaumont Hospital, has built a clinic in Southfield, Michigan, to distribute the vaccine to their workers and to patients who are affiliated with Beaumont. I've heard of that. The Macomb County Health Department uh, is running out of shots. I've tried to uh, I've looked into getting my parents on that list for vaccinating. They're both over 70 and they don't have the supply. So. The search continues there. So in Oakland County, I don't even know. I haven't even looked into that. I know. I think there's a website where you can say, notify me when it's available. I think that's a good thing. I live in Oakland County, and that's the right thing to do, darn it. But again, you got to be over a certain age or be a frontline worker to get it at this point. So it's all over the place. And um, um, had a great conversation with Steve Miller, if you missed last week's about that. He had a lot of questions about me about the shot and... All of that. And now Steve is actually on the beat writing an article. I don't have it uh, yet. I don't know if he's done with it, but uh, he interviewed me for his article on uh, Corona vaccine distribution. Uh, One of his things is, why are we not seeing ads for this? (laughs) That might help clear up some of the confusion. Uh, He asked me if I saw ads. I said, I haven't seen ads. Um, So Steve will be publishing that at some point so yeah um but again if you haven't heard my two shows where i talked about getting the shots you got to get them i know people are 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 having side effects Uh, a doctor friend of mine had his and had side effects he took motrin and he had to rest um you know so it, it happens you may not feel great for a day or two days or half a day Uh, My second shot, as I told you last time, wasn't that bad. There was really nothing, you know, I probably wouldn't have wanted to, like, do a long drive, for example. You know, like when I was doing comedy gigs and going 10 hours or 8 hours. Like, I wouldn't want to do that that, after that second shot. But I was fine. I I didn't, you know, I was a, a little sore, a little fatigued. Much, much worse the first shot that I got. But I'm hearing people getting... These Pfizer vaccines or the Moderna vaccine, again, the one that I didn't get, saying that, oh, the second shot was worse. So that may be the case. I actually like to open it up. And let me tell you this now. Uh, If you've gotten the vaccine, and I'll open this up on Facebook as well, 
uh, at some point. So I'll maybe I'll have some again, completely anecdotal, unscientific results about what did the shot, how did the shot make you feel? Uh, did it make you tie? Which shot did you get? So send, send me an email, Joel the comic at gmail.com, all one word, Joel the comic at gmail.com. Which vaccine you got? Did you get the first dose or the second dose or both? How did it make you feel? And would you recommend that people get the shot for themselves? If you've had it, send me a, send me an email. It's not urgent or anything. I'll get to it on the next show. I'll open it up to uh, my Facebook friends as well, uh, officially on there. But yeah, if you've had the shot, let me know because I want to get take my, uh, you know, my impressions and and my thoughts and my side effects put them together with what everybody had and try to convince people that this isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, my, my girlfriend, Layla, who you'll be talking to is uh, to you'll be hearing from shortly. She uh, uh, is going to be getting her shot shortly through her work as she works in the medical field. She is not a frontline emergency type uh, uh, worker in terms of the medical field. She works in a, in office, but she's around patients sometimes, and uh, she qualifies to get a shot through the hospital. So she's going to be getting that soon. So that should help protect me, in theory, I guess, as well. Because, again, I could have had the placebo even though I had side effects. So, um, so yeah, you got to get that. And, and the more people around you that get it, the better you're going to be, the better protected you're going to be. The more of you want things to go back to the way they used to be, well... This is the way we're going to do it. And it's not going to go back to the way it used to be if people are afraid to take the shot. And if people can't get the shot. So you, right now, should figure out for yourself and for those around you, do you qualify now? If you don't qualify now, when will you qualify? And who's going to be giving you that shot? I... Long, uh, I say long for the day, like this is something that happened, but I, I am very much looking forward to the day when you can walk into CVS or Walgreens and it's going to be like the flu shot and they can say, hey, you want this shot? We'll give you the shot. That's the, that's the ideal. That's the dream. Um, you know, no long lines, no appointments, no websites to sign up on, but just give it to the people. Just give it to them. Give it to them. They need it. I, you know, I, I jumped through hoops to get mine. I did the clinical trial. I, I signed a 26-page document. Had a three-hour appointment. I've had my second appointment now. Got to figure that out. Get on that, guys. Get on it. We're getting back to normal. The sooner you get on that, the sooner you fig- get, get your shot, or at least figure out how you're going to get your shot and where you're going to get it from, the sooner this is all over. The sooner I can go back to work at the Comedy Castle. The sooner we can all do comedy gigs again. We can watch pro wrestling and concerts and all this crap we can't do anymore take vacations without looking like a complete asshole people go on vacation they're assholes i don't want to be that guy i can't afford a vacation anyway right now but (laughs) when i can (laughs) and i've had my shot and my girlfriend's had her shot and most people have had theirs we're going god damn it i'm telling you all right I'm going to stop ranting about the vaccine, but you got to get that. We're getting back to normal. We can, we can do it, but it's up to you now. It's your turn. People, it's your turn. All right, let's talk about this capital thing. Just real quick. You know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, 
beat a dead horse on the Capitol. But again, I do think, uh, you know, look, 90, you know, here I'm making up numbers, but is there anyone that thinks that this was a good thing? I mean, you know, you see the people that did this and you see that they're clearly crazy. They've been radicalized. That's what I'm here to talk about. But you see those people. You, I'm guessing, as a listener of this show, not a radical, crazy person. Maybe you are. Maybe you need to be a radical, crazy person to follow this podcast and listen to it. But, you know, let's assume you're not. Well, then, you know, you can't agree with these people. And I think my angle here is to say, look at these people. These people exist. They're in the world. To most of us, to many of us, you probably fall uh, fell into one of these two cases before uh, last week on Wednesday when this happened uh, on January 6th. You were either someone who uh, had no idea that this radical, crazy segment of the right of the Republican Party uh, of Donald Trump supporters acted like this, the crazy outfits. You know, you saw Confederate flags, you saw the guy in the Auschwitz sweater, uh, white nationalism and all of this sort of fringe groups. And the, the, the fact that they made up the Republican Party, you may have had no awareness of that whatsoever. You also might have said, well, I know those people exist, but they're on the Internet. They're keyboard warriors. They're on these, you know, message boards. They're on 4chan. They're on these weird forums that won't ever affect me. Let them have their fun. There's crazy people on the Internet. Let them say what they're going to say. First Amendment, the whole thing. And then you see what happens. And you see that these people get are very dangerous. They can be very dangerous in large groups. I, I, you know, the number of people that stormed the Capitol, as I was hearing, was only around 8,000 people. So when you talk about Capitol uh, Washington protests and gatherings, it's not a huge number for a Washington gathering, uh, a protest on D.C., a march on the Capitol or, you know, wherever. Um, but you see when those people have the intent to destroy, when you have the people that have the intent to to injure, to to uh, to kidnap, uh, which certainly seems to be the intention of some of those people to kidnap uh, members of Congress, perhaps even uh, Vice President Mike Pence. You see how dangerous that is. So here's my take on that as far as, you know, uh, if your eyes have been opened, you're in one of those other groups that didn't realize, you know, this could be. Oh, and when I talk about in large groups, they're dangerous. The, the guy who bombed the Nashville Christmas bombing was a crazy right wing guy who believed you know, Joe Biden was an alien and all kinds of an alien lizard and all that. He was in all that. And he was by himself and he built some bombs and he blew up a whole block of Nashville. Um, and we, we know there were bombs on January 6th in, in Washington, D.C. But I, I guess here's my take on this is that I don't when I talked about the two types of people there, I wonder if Donald Trump wasn't in that first group. Maybe he was in the second group, and I guess effectively it doesn't matter. But was he unaware of how crazy and violent and extreme these people were? These people used Trump 
I see. I don't even believe that they're that big of Trump followers. I believe these people use Trump to take their crazy conspiracy minded beliefs and sort of hang them on him. He becomes, you know, uh, you know, a a a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He is. He is a symbol of what they want to do and what they believe. They've put it on Trump. I don't believe that Trump himself, uh, giving him a little bit of credit here, I don't believe that Trump himself believes in the QAnon conspiracy, which, boy, you have to look up what the QAnon conspiracy is if you don't know what it is already, because it's completely insane and no one should believe it, but lots of people do. They're going to save the children, all of... Uh, uh, Washington is made up of child molesters and they're all being protected and Donald Trump will expose them. That is part of the belief of QAnon. And it's a theory that has no merit whatsoever. It was made up. I think, uh, you know, I've done some research and it appears that a Hollywood screenwriter is writing a lot of the QAnon stuff. Uh, It was the owner of 4chan or 5chan or one of those. I don't even know. But here's the thing. To give Trump the credit and say, I didn't know what these guys were up to. I didn't know this would turn violent. Um, You can give him the benefit of the doubt there a little bit. Or when he says, oh, we have to fight. We have to march down there and fight. Maybe he legitimately didn't think that that would be. uh, It would turn into what it was. But, you know, negligence is not uh, is not, you know, is no defense here. Uh, He was complicit in what happened, and, you know, he needs, I think he knows now how dangerous and crazy these people are. So I guess my thing, and something that you can take away from this, and you can think about, and and if you don't know about QAnon, look it up. If you don't know about all these people, Alex Jones, Sandy Hook deniers, uh, you know, uh, alien lizard men, uh, you know, save the children. Look the stuff up. It's dangerous. Pizzagate. That was another one. I don't think anybody believes in Pizzagate anymore, but people have died because of Pizzagate, which is a completely made up story that I think that tied more into Hillary Clinton. And so that story's Pizzagate's not maybe a thing that's on the top of those crazy people's list at this point. But um, if you know somebody, if you have somebody that's a Facebook friend or a family member who's hashtagging save the children, who's talking about QAnon, who maybe has some of the merchandise, which was so commonly seen in the the riot at the Capitol, Q, and those kind of things. Uh, You should talk to him. And it may be an uncomfortable conversation, but you got to let those people know that there's nothing to this. This stuff is made up. I'm not saying they have to support Joe Biden. You can be a Republican. You are free in this country to support whoever you want politically. But you can't support Donald Trump in an attempt to overthrow the government based on these lies. And it's not just the lies about QAnon and, and, and Sandy Hook deniers. It's lies about the election being stolen. Those stories are not true. They are not true. We now have on tape an attempt to steal the election. That was when Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago called the Atlanta Uh, the Georgia Secretary of State and said, I need 11,000 votes. That's an attempt to steal the election. So, you know, you got to give this up. Joe Biden won. It's okay. 
Find a Republican that you can support. Find somebody that, uh, you know, is is more moderate, who believes in the Constitution. Donald Trump, you know, Donald Trump, if it was up to him, he'd be the king of America. There'd never be another election for president. He'd be the president forever. And if you believe that's a good thing, then you do not believe in the American ideals, the same ideals that those people claim they were trying to defend by marching into the Capitol. They don't believe in those ideals. I don't know what they believe in. They may not believe in anything. And, and that's really what's dangerous here. So find out what your family's up to. Find out what, you, what your, you know, I would say, you know, this is like a, back in the day, find out what your teenager is doing on the internet. You got to find out what your mom and dad are doing on the internet and your uncles. And, 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 and you know, it's, um, you know, this is no joke. There's now a body count attached to these beliefs. Okay. And the only way we're going to make it better is to shut those people down. And it's, it's not easy. And then believe me, I've watched YouTube videos about how do you, <laughs> what do you do when you feel your parents have been radicalized? Cause that's what this is. You remember after 9-11, you would hear these stories about the American Taliban. There was the guy that they arrested. I think he was in Afghanistan on the battlefield. They said, how did this American get radicalized? And look, we've got who knows how many Americans that have been radicalized. 8,000 that we know of that are willing to do whatever Donald Trump says and believe anything that comes out of his mouth. And that's really scary. And now people have died. And our institutions uh, that we believe in as Americans were threatened uh, by these very people. And, and, and hey, let's tie it into the let's ta- tie it into coronavirus. They don't believe in that either. They don't believe in vaccines. They don't believe in masks. Some people say, well, I don't believe in the vaccine. I believe uh, the human body can heal itself. Human being gives us the best immunities, our own immune system. The human immune system is the best vaccine. I believe in science. I believe the human body's, you know, you can't pick. If you want to say, I believe in science, you can't pick and choose what science you choose to believe in. You either accept all of science or you don't believe any of it. And when you pick and choose and say, I don't believe in vaccines, they're going to put a microchip in and track me and the vaccine's going to kill me. And then you believe, well, the, I'll get exposed to coronavirus. That's the best thing. And you hear about all these people dying. I know a guy who died. Bobby Bain died. It's a friend of mine from comedy. Condolences to, to Bobby and his family. And I know other comedians who, who've had family members that died. Uh, just today I read about Mary Santora from Cleveland. Very hilarious comic. Mary's awesome. Mary's father passed away from COVID-19 today. You going to deny that, you fucking assholes? So, uh, anyway, that, that, you know, that's just my thoughts. I went on. <laughs> I think I've done enough. I think we got to lighten the load. This is a show created by a comedian, Joel Fragameni, who would tell you his travails of traveling around the world, doing stand-up comedy, performing at the Gathering of the Juggalos, doing fun stuff, and now it's turned into this. That's the world we live in. But this is the last show of the Trump administration, and that's a great thing. We should be happy about that. We should be happy that people are getting vaccinated. That's a good thing. We should be happy that Trump's leaving. That's a good thing. And uh, it's Oscar season. Let's be happy about that. We're going to 
talk about Oscar season here in a minute when Layla comes in. So we'll get into all that. But again, if you have a vaccine story, tell me. Joel, the comic at gmail.com. Let me know. How'd it go for you? How'd you feel afterwards? Are you recommending people do this? Because uh, I think most people will. And if you don't, that's okay. If you disagree with me, that's okay. You don't have to write me an email saying, I don't believe in a virus because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can keep that to yourself. Don't need to hear those stories. I want to hear from people who got the shot and how they're doing, how they're feeling. And even if you had COVID and you recovered, you're still going to need a shot because those antibodies won't last forever. And you say, well, well how do we know the, uh, the vaccine antibodies are going to last forever? We actually don't. <laughs> we may need to get vaccinated again and again, but that's okay. As long as we know that, we're going to know that. When we know that, we'll tell you that, and we'll do it. But the best thing now is to get vaccinated. So send me your vaccination stories, joelthecomic at gmail.com. All right, enough of that. Let's talk movies. Let's talk to you. A lot of good movies. It's a lot of good stuff that came out. we got to talk about it. A couple of lousy things. No, most of it was good. I don't know. Anyway, let's get Layla in here. Layla's ready. She's been waiting. She would have come in. She didn't need to talk about this stuff. Let's see her. Here she comes. All right, Layla, how you doing? Hey. Layla's back to talk TV and movies. I'm pretty sure I said on the last podcast that was it for me, right? Oh, you retired after that yeah, one? I thought I You did. might have. And I'm pretty sure you were done with me. <laughs> it's amazing what a couple of weeks does. <laughs> Between you being on the show, off the show, back yeah. on the show. Well, that was Corey's a, move. You're stealing, a, his, you're stealing his bit. It's a whirlwind You're stealing emotions. Corey's bit. You quit and then you, you well, want to come back. I have big shoes to fill. You do, yes. Yeah. Corey was the guy that... Uh, irreplaceable. Yes. Yes. You have your own opinion on movies, though, and I like that. I do. And it's coming up to Oscar seasons. Let me just run this down. We usually do big show of the year, movie mania, you know, Oscar contenders and all stuff. The Oscars were moved to April because of COVID, which means that the Oscar movie, the, the nominations come out in March, which means the deadline for movies to be released to be on 2020 is uh, February now. So people have a whole nother... Anyway, basically, the movie studios can release their movies as late as mid-February in order to be... So our, our whole shit's going to be delayed, basically, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. We'll be doing that show in August. Uh, <laughs> we'll be doing that show probably in early April or the week before the Oscars or whatever in April. Yeah. And that'll review the 20, 20 movies, which will include movies released up into February. But the good news is, as the year ended, we're into a new year. A lot of these movies did come out over the holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, we watched some of the bigger movies like Wonder Woman and Soul on the last show. Right. And now we got, I think we have movies that not only were very good, but I think we have some surefire Oscar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I think there's a movie here. I'm going to predict the Oscar winning category and film and the whole thing performance oh. right here today. Okay. So we've got that's a lot of good stuff. And then TV, I think we'll do last because we have hardly been watching TV. Yeah, it's, just it's been, been more movies. Yeah. yeah, it's just been shows here and because there. stuff is coming back in January and yeah. that. So anyway, let's get into the films. I'll start. I will describe the first film and tell you this is a surefire Oscar. Every top 10 list, every because I read all those. It drives it probably drives you a little nuts. Because I read these lists and I go, we got to see this. Yes. And you go, why do we got to see this? I go, it's on all the lists. You don't understand. This yeah. one's on all the lists. Yeah. So then you have me sit through all these podcasts and give my opinions. But 
but then said, I asked you, yeah. do I get to be on the Movie of the Year podcast? Oh. And what did you say to me? I I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I'm sure it was a no, but because. <laughs> it was no, you can't be on that because. Because why? I think I said because we do like a three-hour show, and that means we have to do it during the day. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, look, we could do a three-hour show in the evening. But it means you're falling. You're, you know, you're going to bed halfway through it. I could still be a part of it somehow. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. And actually, I'm looking at this list, realizing I forgot a movie. Plus, you made a new um, category last year: the sleepies. Oh yes, the movies you fell asleep to. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. I don't know how many of those we got for this year. So but anyway, all right. So this first movie is one that's on all the lists. It's almost a surefire. I would say best actress. Surefire, Carrie Mulligan. The movie's called Promising Young Woman. Uh, this is in theaters as of right now. I'm sure you will have a way to watch this at home. Before that, Layla and I got a found a way to watch this at home. But you guys, uh, you know, it'll be out at some point, probably uh, as pay per view or yeah. uh, video on demand. Promising Young Woman. Uh, Carrie Mulligan plays a woman who uh, goes to the bar and she's. Blacked out drunk. And guys want to take her home because she's so attractive. She's all dressed up. They take her back to their place. And then she... Because they're wanting to take advantage. They want to take advantage of a drunk woman. And then she turns the tables on them, drugs them, does all kinds of horrible stuff to them. Doesn't kill them. Mm -mm. Uh, I was sure that's where it was going. It seemed like that, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, So it's sort of this weird revenge, uh, kind of edgy... Uh, film. I thought. I thought if this was like a thing that was like on Netflix and anybody could watch it, this would be the movie that everybody'd be talking about. Oh, for sure. But like on social media stuff, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. Well, so you know, um, it could be a little dark for some. No, I think this is going to be a big because I think it is dark. I think there is. There's always like the one dark movie that everyone will go see. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get what you mean, but I think this is the movie that everyone's going to want to see. Uh, it's great. She should win some sort of acting award, although, I mean, she would be best actress almost certainly and not supporting because she's like in she's the main. every yeah. scene of the movie. Well, we'll talk about that too when it comes to Oscar Awards in, in a minute with another movie. Um, this guy, Bo Burnham, is Ooh. the love interest. Oh, is that who they Yeah, was? he's okay. a comic. Oh. And he kind of really doesn't do a lot of stand-up anymore. He's more of an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as we're watching the credits, Layla gets excited because Max Greenfield has a small role in this movie. And then she saw what Max Greenfield does in the movie. Wasn't that happy with Max Greenfield being in the movie? <laughs> That's not why I got excited. I got excited from the guy from New Girl. Max Greenfield. No, Max Greenfield was from Glow. No, that's the other guy. You yeah, can't. yeah, because I have my oh, notes. Yeah, Max okay. Greenfield's from New Girl. So in my notes, I wrote, here are the actors. Yeah. Okay, see, this is why you don't need the notes. You say, I need your notes, I need your notes. You don't need my notes. My notes are stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burner, Max Greenfield, and the guy from Glow. <laughs> why does it say the guy from Glow? Because I don't fucking know his name. And if and I said his name, no one would know. But I go, yelling the at guy, me. I'm talking to the audience now. <laughs> the guy from Glow. The guy that's the Glow announcer is in this. I know. See, Max that's... Gre- you know what? No, Give me the I, notes. No. Give me the notes. No. You lost your notes privileges. I did You no longer get the notes. These are my notes. You see what I have to deal with, people? No. I have my notes. If you have your notes, I don't want your notes. <laughs> I only need my notes. 
Make your own notes. I am. I'm writing on this. <laughs> yeah, but then, what, what did you write? Read the note you wrote. <laughs> Joel, Joel is an asshole. I'm breaking up with him. What, what does it Joel's say? Joel's sleeping on the love seat tonight. <laughs> yeah, Joel is not seeing. He doesn't get the couch. Right. She gets the love seat. Promising young woman. I think this is a great movie. It's, it's, uh, it is a little violent, uh, but I think, uh, you know, twists, turns. I thought the ending was fantastic. It's a great movie. It's dark, but you'll love it. Carrie Mulligan should win all the awards. Promising Young Woman. You liked it. I recommend that. Yes. For sure. So my my list of Oscar contenders at this point was good when we saw Promising Young Woman. Yes. Now let's talk about, in fact, I'm going to have you describe. No. I'm going to have you describe. No, no. You (laughs) said, I want to describe the movies because I always do it. And I want to give you (laughs) the opportunity to describe the next film on the list. So please, Layla, if you will, indulge the audience. With a, a very big, you don't have to, no spoilers, a very basic, basic plot description of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is on Netflix right now. Go ahead. Tell everybody You're about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I wanted to do that, but I wanted to choose which one. No, I'm telling you, you describe, I describe the first one, you describe the second one. Tell everybody about Ma Rainey. I don't Ra- want to. All right, well, what, what okay, is, I will. where does it take place? Isn't it in the South? Uh, it's the south side of Chicago. <laughs> and does when when does Ma Rainey's Black Bottom oh, I don't know. take place? Is it the place? 20s? Yeah, I think that's okay. safe to say. It's the 20s. It might yeah. be the 30s. It could have been... It was probably... Something like that. Yeah. Okay. 20s. And it's about a black... Is she a soul singer? Kind of? Uh, she's actually considered jazz. at that point a... We, I think nowadays it would be more jazz. She's considered a blues singer blues. in her day. Yeah. And her makeup's all melting off her face. Ma Rainey is her name. Yeah, she was interesting. Yeah, and she's a real person. This okay. movie is not a just, true story. You just need to describe it because right. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> good I gave her this. a Yeah, so this is uh, basically about a singer named Ma Rainey and her band. And one of the guys in her band is this young trumpet player. And this trumpet player kind of has a bad attitude, you would say. He's very he's, full of He's himself. very showy. He wants to be the star. Ma Rainey does not want to be showed up. Ma Rainey is very much a diva. Uh, so anyway, Viola Davis plays Ma Rainey in the young... And you cannot recognize no, her. No, she looks, she looks completely different. And the young trumpet player is Chadwick Boseman in yeah, his last he role. he was unrecognizable too. Yeah, he looks a lot different. Now, you know, we know he had cancer now. Yeah. He is very thin, but he really just looks different. I mean, he yeah. did a great job. I mean, um, and basically most of the movie is about this session. Mm-hmm. They go into a recording studio to, you know, record... You know, An Black album. Bottom mm-hmm. and other songs. Um, now, of course, a lot of the politics here is that these white guys own the studio yep. and they're not all that. They're somewhat they're just, disrespectful of these black musicians. They just want to get them in and out of there as I believe, as possible. I believe they're Jewish and there's a little bit of, you know, sort mm-hmm. of that, that these Jewish guys are greedy in there as well. A lot of it is the band trying to rehearse trying to figure out what arrangements they're going to use. Chadwick Boseman wants them to use his. The other, the older guys want to use theirs. It's very much, it's based on a play. So, yeah, I said I said to you one point, I said this feels like a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same guy wrote Fences. I didn't see that. Which Denzel a few years ago. You did okay not seeing Fences. <laughs> fences was good, but okay. you don't need to see Fences. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought the music stuff was really well done in this. I thought that the music stuff kind of felt real to me as much as I... 
mm-hmm. understand music, which is you know not as good as some people, but more than others. Uh, I thought the band getting together and playing, all of that felt pretty real to me. The whole thing with uh, what is it, her nephew. Her nephew yeah. has to be on the record. Stutter. Yeah, that was a really great scene. That was. I thought that was great. Now, look, here's the thing. And I think Chadwick Boseman, best supporting actor maybe for him. I See, it's one of those things. He's in all the movie, but it's uh, it's an ensemble. It is. So maybe, you know, supporting actor. Because in the Oscars, you can put them in any category you want. Mm-hmm. It's not about how much screen time you have. I would think then he should be for... Supporting. No. Oh, for lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, either way, I think he's I think he's going to win. I mean, I, yeah. I, again, I, even more than Carey Mulligan, I think, like, this, he really killed it as this guy. Um, you know, as a movie, it's... I, for, I thought it was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the costumes, the music, cinematography, everything's great. The acting's great. I felt like there was kind of nobody to root for. Oh, no. no. Ma Rainey's kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know Chadwick Boseman's kind of an asshole. Some of the they old, all were the old guys in the band seemed cool, you know. But you know the studio guys were assholes. Mm-hmm. They were old white, you know, greedy fucks. Yeah. So you know it was. Uh, it's definitely. Um, you know, it's not a great date movie. No. <laughs> um, you know, it was. I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Here's. I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. I see where this will get Oscar consideration, especially for Chadwick Boseman, probably uh, Viola Davis as well. There's not a lot of people to root for. You know, I'm not saying that this is a must watch. Certainly, I liked it more than you did. Yeah. This was definitely one of those things. And I go, we got to watch this. It's an Oscar movie. And you go, that was a bummer. Yeah. It was. One, yeah. You know, we have a few of those every year. We have more than a few. <laughs> no, I, I think, think I think well, alone. there's one of the documentaries is a bummer, but most of these. The, the next one, I'm the next two. I'm saying, well, all right, we'll get into those. I but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I thought was very well done. You should mm-hmm. check it out, especially if it interests you. Uh, if you want to see Chadwick Boseman act his ass off and really become this guy. I think it's worth it. And it's on Netflix, so it's easy to get. All right, I will let you describe the next movie. Thank you. That's what I was Which is much for. easier to describe. Yes. It's another music movie. Go ahead. The Sound of Metal. So- I think it's actually just called Sound of Metal. Isn't that what I just said? You said The Sound. Oh, I know, gosh. but I, when I was looking it up, I wanted to get it right. Okay. Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Because the one word makes the whole difference. Well, I don't... Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So it's about a guy who is a drummer for a band, like a hardcore rock band. It's him and his girlfriend. They're like a, uh, I would call them a noise rock duo. Okay. So indie rock band, indie small rock. clubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, And he wakes up one morning noticing he's having a hard time hearing. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and finds out that he will not be getting his hearing back and they want him to do what he can now to preserve what's left. And he, him and his girlfriend live in an RV Mm -hmm. traveling, touring, right? They're touring and they live in the RV and they drop him at a place that where he can, because he's an addict. That's another sort of wrinkle. Yeah. 
So he's an addict, so and he's deaf, so now they take him to a place where it's deaf addicts. His, his manager is concerned that his loss of hearing is going to make him relapse. Right. And so they want him to go to this deaf rehab in the middle of the stick somewhere. Yeah. He's not yeah. allowed to have his phone, yeah. no contact with his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend has to split. And he he does very well. Yeah. And then he tries to get money to get... The... Yeah, I think that's enough. Okay. I think it's enough plot. We're going to okay. give him the whole thing. We didn't give him the whole thing, but... Uh, you made me stop. No, but I don't you think that's enough? I don't, yeah, I got He it. has to sort of I don't overcome know. his hearing loss and his addiction demons mm-hmm. and keep his girlfriend and all of these concerns. Uh, and what do you think of Sound of Metal? It's better than I expected it to be. Yeah, it sounds... You might be even hearing our description going, oh, God, this sounds... Well, especially terrible. my description. But no, uh, it's really good. And I was first going to be concerned that there's going to be too much of this band and yeah. it would sort of turn you off. There's not really that much Just of the band. Just in the very beginning. Yeah, it's the first five minutes and, you know, otherwise it's really about the relationship of this guy and the girl trying to hold it together while he, against all of his better judgment, goes into the street rehab. He does not want to do it. Right. And then it becomes a little more of a, you know, a feel-good movie. About him trying to figure out his ways Yeah, now. does he have a new purpose? Maybe mm-hmm. playing music's not what he needs. And, you know, he is constantly sort of haunted by, if I had enough money to get an implant, I would get my hearing back, and the pros and cons of that. All right, I kind of... All right, now she's mad that I said something that So she, that's exactly all what right. you stopped me from saying. Let's go on. Let's talk about the acting in this. Because, again, Oscar buzz for Riz Ahmed... Now, as I watch this movie, I think I said to you, I go, I don't recognize any of these actors. No. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. After the movie, I looked up these actors. Yeah. Uh, the, the the two leads here. Riz I've Olivia. seen Olivia Cook and Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed was in Girls. Who was he in Girls? Okay, I'm going to ruin season six of Girls. Now, season six of Girls was ruined already by Lena Dunham because it's a piece of garbage. Correct. But season six of Girls, which is one of our favorite shows. Yeah. Saying, I'm only putting down season six because it actually sucks. And the the rest of Girls is really good. Do you remember how she goes uh, to that uh, Long Island surf motel? And she meets Is the guy. The surfer he's instructor? the surfer guy that oh. knocks up Lena Dunham. I'm ruining sex. I'm ruining sex. But I did not. He's get the baby that. daddy. He looked. He's so different. the brown guy surfer. Yeah, oh, and he looks different in yeah. this movie. Yeah, Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook has been in a lot of stuff. She's an English actress, uh, but she was in. Uh, they're actually, they're both English. Uh, she was uh, the lead in um, Ready Player One. You said that, and I can't yeah. figure out. Yeah, Ready Player One's pretty forgettable. She's been in some other stuff, but that's the one that I knew her from. Okay. When I when I looked her up, because again, I watched this movie and said these people are uh, sort of new to me, but they really weren't. And then this guy Paul, I'm going to say Paul Racy, mm-hmm. Rossi. Okay. Um, I'm just giving. I put his name down because I feel like he. Could get an Oscar nomination. Was he the one that owned the rehab? The facility? rehab, and apparently he, because uh, he has a pretty big role in the film. Oh yeah, and he's great in the movie. I mm-hmm. mean, he really is a great actor in it. Uh, I guess the director chose him because he is the son of deaf parents. Oh, and he actually knows how to do American Sign Language. Oh, nice. And they chose him, and he's he does a really great job mm-hmm. in it. Um, again, you may feel like this like. 
I don't want to watch a movie about metal band. Because, like, when you see Sound of Metal, you assume it's about heavy I, metal. And that's what I thought. And that's and, why I was like, I don't really want to watch this. And then when we were talking, uh, we were watching the movie, and I go, see, the title's not even about metal music. No. I don't want to say what it's about. There is a scene in there, I think, that directly references the title, yeah. Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. But it's not about their band, no. which isn't a metal band. It's like an indie rock band. Um I thought this movie was great. I, I thought this was good. one of the best movies, and everyone's talking about Riz Ahmed and, and this movie being nominated, and uh, it should get nominated, and it's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Get that hookup. Get your Prime video. It's good. Prime Prime. Prime's doing a good job this year, man. Yeah. The next movie's on Prime, and that one was really good. That was good. Tell us the next one. Oh, I get to do two I'll let you describe this next one. I think you can I, handle I this. I think I can. And this one's pretty simple. Yeah. Although I will tell you... I think there's a thing you could say that would spoil this, and I think you know what it is, uh-huh. even about the plot in general. Yeah. But we'll see how you do. Oh, thanks. I could stop you. Okay. So this is about a- It's called Herself. Herself. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we'll start with the title never, and go from there. You never let me do this, okay? So bear with me. <laughs> All right. So it's called Herself, Herself, and it's about a woman, and <laughs> she is married and has two children. Is she married to that guy or not? That was never clear to me. I think they may just be a Sig- couple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're in a relationship. They uh-huh. live together. They yep. have two young children. Two young daughters. Um, it's not a good relationship. No. And she sends the girls out one day when he comes home. And it's a very abusive situation. Yeah. And so basically it's her trying to better her life for mm-hmm. her and her children without this man. Yeah. And things happen, good things happen, horrible things happen. Yeah. She's trying to create a home for herself and her children right. without him. Without him. And, you know, as you know from the real world, all we all do, mm-hmm. that can be a very difficult thing. And oh, for, for this sure. woman, it takes place in Ireland. Um, so you have the Irish accents, but I think, I think only the guy, the abusive guy was threw that, me with, I couldn't understand was what he was saying. one time where we had trouble understanding. I was like, what, what is, that? is this guy talking about? Because we did not turn the subtitles on once. No. And sometimes you should. Yeah. But I saw, we, we I didn't need to. I saw somebody describing Dairy Girls on Netflix the other day, which we oh, talked yeah, about. Oh yeah, you need to like, have. It's like, turn the subtitles on. We never turned them on for Dairy Girls, I don't think. Yeah, we did. Once or twice. Yeah. A couple of times. But, um... I thought herself was really good. And, and I've seen, I, I was reading the reviews of this, and there were a few negative reviews going, oh, it's it's a typical abuse movie you've seen. And it I was kind like, of is. And I go, it kind it, of is, but it kind of isn't. Right. That's why the thing that I don't want you to say, which right. you didn't say, mm-hmm. shocked me when I was watching. I was like, is this what this movie's going to be about? Wow, right. that's really cool. Because I didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is a really neat story. I don't think it's a true story. I didn't really do a whole lot of research. And I, I, didn't, I didn't write down the names of the actors or anything because... They were all like new Irish actors to me, mm-hmm. but they were all really good. It, and it was a really good movie. Kids did a good job. It's hard I mean. to watch, especially if you've ever been in that kind of sure, relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know. Yep. Um, but no, it was really good. Yeah. Herself is great. It's on also on Amazon Prime. Go watch that. Uh, you'll have a good time. I don't know if you have a good time. It's a great movie. I mean, if you want. Not a date movie. Not a date movie. But look, it's Oscar. You want to watch, you know, the best movies of the year. They come out around this time for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. So I'm not sure what it's going to do in the Oscars because, you know, being from Ireland and it may not have, you know, 
the marquee names or, you know, the real buzzy performances. Yeah. But I thought herself was great. And uh, I think everybody should watch it. It's really good. All right. I'll talk about the next one just because you haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. It makes me think of that one movie we saw a long time ago. Well, you know, the thing about this, it's a true crime uh, documentary. And actually, the rest of the movies are documentaries at this point, some of which Layla. I spare Layla having to see. And this one, you never even, I just on a whim watched it, even though I knew about it for a while. It's a movie called Tread. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary about a guy. What are you? What are you laughing about? Nothing. Just my snots. No, I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> I got a little drip. I'm trying to. Do you need some tissue? No, nah, I'm good. Tread. Uh, so this is a guy, and, and this is a true story. I think this took place in 2002. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't that long ago. Let's say okay. So this fella, he he's uh, he moves into Colorado. Okay. It's a little town called Granby, just north of Denver. Okay. And in this little town, he uh, opens a muffler shop. He'd worked in a muffler shop, and so he wanted to open his own muffler shop. Why are you getting a little bit of an accent over there? He wants to open a muffler shop. What an accent? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Get the fuck out. What the fuck? What do you want from me? The fucking accent. The fucking last time on the fucking show. All right, here we go. I'm making jokes. I'm making jokes. I'm making jokes. So he... Uh, he wants to open a muffler shop. And basically, the town people, like the townspeople, which because he feels he is an outsider, mm-hmm. they're against him. Oh. They, you know, say, well, if you want to build your business here, you have to have this sewer line. It's going to cost $10,000 to build a sewer line, all this stuff. And it's a big pain in the ass. So they're kind of making it impossible for him. But here's the thing. All of, all of this you know because you hear this guy saying this on like a cassette tape. Oh, you're like, whoa, why is this guy on a cassette tape? Mm -hmm. Turns out, (laughs) and this isn't ruining the movie because about it, this guy, in order to get back at this town of Granby, Colorado, Mm -hmm. buys a bulldozer, buys the biggest bulldozer you can get from an auction. You did tell me about this. Okay. Buys a bulldozer, spends six months with this bulldozer in uh, this garage or this warehouse, Mm -hmm. armor plating it. Installing guns, oh. installing, uh, you know, cameras, mm-hmm. closed circuit cameras so he can see out of this thing. And he decides one day, it's absolutely true story, mm-hmm. to get in this bulldozer and have his revenge on the town. <laughs> and he does. And he demolishes most of these buildings in town that were owned by the mayor and all. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the crazy story. And I know it's like, it sounds like I'm ruining it, but you may know the story anyway, because it was a big news story at the time. Um, it was on, it's a very good document, very good true crime thing, trying to figure out, you know, why this guy did what he did, how he did what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, and almost the entire rampage is on video. Really? Which you'll see at the end of the movie. Oh. So you see the guys, you know, like a cop decides he's going to jump on top of the bulldozer. Oh, geez. And they're interviewing the guy, mm-hmm. you know, the cop today talking about. It's really crazy. It's one of the crazier crime documentaries you'll ever see because, I mean, who would think to build a bulldozer and just drive it through every building in town? Yeah. And Granby's one of these towns where it's like one main street. Oh. And he just goes, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Yeah. City Hall, the whole thing. It's great. And you know people really would love to do this. Yeah. I mean, you're watching it going, man, this looks like fun, kind of, this tank. Like, you're just driving through stuff. But, uh, 
Yeah, and of course it doesn't end well for the guy, but it's, no. it goes without saying. Uh, but if you want a really interesting, uh, very well done true crime documentary, it's on Netflix now. Came out. It came out earlier this. Uh, actually, came out about a year ago. Came out in early 2020. Tread. I don't know if they're going to make this Oscar worthy or anything. It's probably not. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better true crime things. Because the the next thing we watched was true crime as well. Mm-hmm. Documentary. And this one, you want to describe it or should I'll I just... I'll let you because you're right. better at it. Crazy Not Insane is on HBO Max. I think it might be on the regular HBO as well if you just have that. Basically, this is uh, a psychologist studies serial killers. Yeah. And she believes that serial killers are not born, they're made. It comes from childhood trauma. Yeah. Sometimes people have injuries to their brain or things they were abused physically uh, to cause injury that causes them to want to hurt people as adults. Um, that's her theory. Mm-hmm. And she worked with some of the biggest serial killers, you know, death row inmates. Yeah. You, you see her attempts to try to get death row inmates uh, spared by the governor with mixed results. Yeah. Um, she her even colleagues thinking she's. Oh, yeah. There's not- a. All there, yeah, fighting amongst the colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was she was really one of the beginnings of the dueling experts at criminal trials. Yeah, you know, we want to spare this man a life in jail. We want to put him in a mental ward. We want the jury to declare him insane. So we have our expert, this mm-hmm. lady, who's going to say he should not be in jail because he's insane. And then the state has their expert that says, no, none of this is true. The guy's just a bad a guy. A lot of it was trying to keep them off of for execution. Yeah, trying to keep them off Keep them row. in jail, but not execute them. Yeah. Because... And she even uh, spent some time talking to... Uh, God, why am I Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. She spoke to Ted Bundy the day before he was executed. Yeah. And she had taping. Yeah, and you you'll hear those tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some, so it really I thought it was interesting, although I have to say maybe not the best. I mean, like if you like true crime stuff, I think you'll like this. Overall, I felt like some of the stuff went on too long. It was a little creepy that she like got so excited over all of them. Well, that is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like she always yeah. had like this big smile and was like I get you're proud of what you're doing mm. and the work you're doing and bringing attention to things, but there was this weird creepiness with it at the same time. Yeah, there is sort of a morbid curiosity yeah. that she had. You know, many of these people had, by her definition, multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. You see videotapes of that. Oh, great. Uh, lots which, of crazy Lots people. of crazy people. And the other thing I thought was interesting when they talked to the executioner. Oh, yeah, that was... And that makes you feel differently about uh, yeah. about uh, capital punishment. When you see the guy that actually, you know, pulls the lever on mm-hmm. the uh, electric chair. Yeah, that was Because that guy, that guy seems like a worse guy than any of the killers, maybe. You know, or oh, yeah. At least as bad. Well, considering because he, everyone that she's dealt with has had some sort of trauma in their life, abuse, yeah. something, and then this guy didn't have any of that Ooh. and she was asking him the same question yeah, yeah. but yet he was weird yeah and not yeah, in a good way you get the feeling like maybe if this wasn't his job he would have still killed people yeah yeah because he's getting away with killing yeah people yeah for he, the he's States. kind of getting off on it it's mm-hmm. weird uh, alex gibney i should mention directed this who is one of the top uh documentary guys totally under control 
from uh, oh, 2020. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Alex Gibney and uh, the the Theranos one? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lots of good Scientology one on HBO. So Alex Gibney's one of the top guys. I, I thought as a true crime thing, it was fine. Uh, uh, you know, it's a two-hour documentary. It's not a multi-part thing. No. Uh, so you can knock it out in a night. But, uh, you know, it was, it was fine. I didn't, you know, I don't think this was like the best true crime thing I've ever seen. No. But it was interesting. It has its moments. It was fine. So it's good to watch. Uh, the next thing you didn't watch, it's also on HBO Max. It's called Wild Card, The Downfall of a Radio Loudmouth. Is it's it about, about a- you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the thing. We had a how long has it been? Almost three years, right? Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a long time. That's long. That's plenty. Is that good? That's plenty. That's plenty. Any two people, three, plenty. 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 You really want me to be? Yeah, she insulted me on the podcast. That's it. That's it. It's not the first time. That's it. (laughs) The downfall of a radio llama. Guy named Craig Carton was on. Boomer and Carton. No, yeah. I don't know what that is. Carton and Boomer? What was the name of the show? Anyway, this guy was on New York Radio, the morning show. Okay. So the Don, Don Imus was this morning guy. I think it was 1010 Wins was the station, whatever. Don Imus is the morning guy. He made some racist comments to get fired. So they fire Don Imus. Well, that's I'm setting it up. Don, it's not about Don Imus, but Don Imus set the movie up. Don Imus was like this legendary New York guy, number one radio guy. He gets fired over racist comments. So they hire this guy Craig Carton, who's like a loudmouth guy on a New Jersey station, Mm -hmm. and Boomer is this guy Boomer Esiason, who was this very successful NFL quarterback. Okay, and they put them together as a team. And they get to take over this number one radio show. And sure enough, they keep it number one. That's actually really hard to do. Okay. Yeah, but this guy's a big loud mouth. He's a big loud New York guy's bald. He's like a real kind of tough kind of, hey, hey, you know, the Jets, you can suck it. You know, it's, it's a lot of, of that tough, okay. you know, radio trash talk, shock jock guys. Okay. Okay. So he's doing this show and he's on there and he's, you know, very successful. He's got this million dollar contract, the whole thing. And uh, it turns out, you know, his hobby was gambling. He liked to gamble. Well, one day on the air, he says to Boomer, they're going to do a remote. I mean, they're going to do their show from Atlantic City. Okay. And he says, hey, here's the thing, Boomer. I'm I'm good at blackjack. I'll take your money and I'll gamble your money. You give me 10 grand, I'll give you 50. Or something like, I'll take your 10, turn it into 50. Okay. So, sure enough, he takes the guy's 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Turns it into fifty. Okay, Carton's a big hero at that point, right? Right. Took ten grand, turned to fifty. Well, people are the number one show in New York. People start to hear this, and they go, "Oh, you can take ten grand, turn to fifty. Well, what happened if I give you a million dollars? Uh oh. So basically, he ends up. The mob decides that this guy mm-hmm. is a guy that they should be giving their money to, so he can gamble it. In Atlantic City to turn it into more money. Now, of course, that sounds like a very dangerous and scary thing to try to do. Yeah. It is a very dangerous. <laughs> it turns out it's not a very smart thing to do. No, not at all. Uh, so you hear his stories and his stories, I got to say, like, first of all, a lot of people are going to say, I don't like that Carton guy. He was, you know, he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Kind of hard to root for this guy. But when he tells you a story about he went to a street corner 
in New York in the middle of the night and got a suitcase with a million dollars in cash in it. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And he drove it down to Atlantic City, gambled till like so he's on the morning. He's on at like 6 a.m. Oh, no. He would spend all night gambling in Atlantic City and then drive back to New York City, mm-hmm. which is, you know, less than two hours, and do the morning show. So answer me this. Mm-hmm. What happened with that million dollars? Well, look, uh, you'll have to watch the documentary to see exactly what happens with everything. But let's just say Carton. How about you just all tell right. me after? Let me just tell me. <laughs> let me just tell you this. Okay. You ever hear of vertical stripes on a man? Yeah. You know what that means? Jail. Yeah. Uh, and I won't describe what he went to jail for exactly, but it's it's a crazy story. So I did enjoy this because I didn't know that much about it. I guess not living in New York. Mm-hmm. I knew about Boomer and Carton and I knew the guy, you know, you had know some problems, was off the yeah. air. And then it's like he went to jail. So I'm watching the documentary. I go, oh, this will be fun, you know, because it's yeah. only, I think the thing about it too, it's like 75 minutes. Oh, wow. So it's pretty short and yeah. it's a good story. And uh you know, you still won't like him after it, I don't think. But mm-hmm. I think what he did and what he went through is insane. And, you know, uh, it's one of those things where, like, the guy went from nothing to everything to nothing. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's a cool story. Uh, so that's called Wild Card, The Downfall of a Radio Loudmouth. It's on HBO Max and HBO. Um, I didn't watch this one either. You coming didn't. Up. So there was a guy named Jimmy Carter. Who was he? He was a you son of a- <laughs> I'm know- letting you help. You know what? I'm letting you help. Uh-huh. He was a former president. He's a former president. He was elected in 1976. Yeah, I wasn't born. You weren't born. So there. <laughs> how does that make you feel now? You know, when I visited the White House, he was actually the president. Oh. That's how long ago that was. That I visited <laughs> the White House. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Carter, the rock and roll president, is a documentary. CNN has been showing this because uh, they produced it, but you can get it... Uh, you can rent this as well if you want. It's talking about how Jimmy Carter used rock and roll bands and country bands and jazz bands to uh, raise money for his campaigns mm-hmm. to go from he was the governor of Georgia. But Georgia, you know, in the 70s was not a really big state like it is now. You know, now Georgia's like the centerpiece of America after right. everything that went down the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, at the time he was this uh, governor. And he was running against Gerald Ford, and you know people were mad at Gerald Ford because of Nixon and stuff, and so uh, the country was you know having problems financially, oil crisis, and Jimmy Carter became the president and used bands like the Allman Brothers and Willie Nelson and um, Dizzy Gillespie is in there playing for him and stuff. So it's really just his relationship. Bob Dylan is actually interviewed for this, which Bob Dylan's like. I think Bob Dylan's given one or two televised interviews like in 50 years. Wow. So Bob Dylan is actually in there talking about uh, President Carter and their relationship. So it was interesting. I didn't think it's like a must-see thing, but, you know, I like rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And I like politics, at least a little bit, some politics. So it was interesting. And Jimmy Carter, of course, now uh, people think about him. And Jimmy Carter has a great reputation for what he's done, uh, you know, in his uh, post-presidential uh, you know, Habitat for Humanity, he's very well known for. Uh, you know, a lot of things um, that he's done over the years. So Jimmy Carter, the rock and roll president, kind of shows all that. You see a lot of, like, footage of, you know, Jimmy Carter singing with Willie Nelson. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, nothing that, you know, of course, there is the story about, you know, did Willie Nelson smoke pot at the White House? Probably. <laughs> 
I'll just say that. It's in the movie. It's explained in the movie. Didn't we just watch something where they were talking about Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg, yeah. And they were interviewing On New Year's Eve claimed he smoked pot. Oh, yeah. At the White House. When he was interviewed by Anderson Cooper. That's and, what uh, it was. Okay. Who's that other guy? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. They had their drunken New Year's Eve. Yeah. Sorry, and they that just Snoop made Dogg. me think of Snoop Yeah, no, I question. hear you. I that hear question you. was asked. It was. But I think Willie Nelson would have done it first. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So a lot of cool footage. You know, I mean, it... And, and of course, you know, Jimmy Carter's interviewed throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it is refreshing, you know, considering who the president is now. Yeah. Or will very shortly left. <laughs> I say that now and I'm like, have we checked the news? Is he still the president? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, to, to, to have a president who actually, like, likes rock and roll music. That's nice. And actually, and you know, it. likes stuff that I like. He's a Bob Dylan fan. I'm a Bob Dylan fan. Kind of like that Jimmy Carter fella, you know? Not saying I would have voted for him. Granted, I was four years old when he ran for office, but still. You get the point. And finally, we watch a documentary called Time. Layla, I will let you describe Time. This oh, is no. considered an Oscar How contender for documentary. I describe what you made me believe it was going to be about? Ooh. Oh. Yeah, but I don't think I knew going into... Because when I watch these movies, I don't always know exactly what they're about. You s- because I don't want to spoil them for me and you. <laughs> you made me believe it was this woman advocating for her husband to get out of jail which it was which was i'm kidding there yeah which it was because he was incarcerated what's the word i'm looking for he was incarcerated right no but put in jail for i know you know what you thought it was going to be a wrongfully right yeah 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 so it's not. Yeah. He was not. He was not. He was not. She was not. No. You, I did not feel bad. Okay. <laughs> so this is about a woman who, her and her husband, when they were younger, got into some trouble. They robbed a bank. They had young children. Mm-hmm. She took the plea deal. She got mm-hmm. out early. He got, was it 20 years to life? Something like that, yeah. For a big, long sentence. Right. So she's trying to get him out of jail, doing all these appeals, appeal after appeal, mm-hmm. and she's not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing their story, and you just kind of don't feel bad. No, I, I know what you mean by that. Like, I felt bad for the children. Yeah. Because the kids did not ask for this. But her, their kids turned out amazing. Yeah, that's sort of... The, the story is not so much about trying to free the guy, even though it is. It is. But he is guilty, and that's not... They're never saying... They're saying, you know, whatever he ends up doing. They and I forget how much she did. Right. He did, he like, 18 years. or 9. Yeah, he did 20. He mm-hmm. did the 20 years. Um, you know, she raised these six children or something without him. Yeah. And it was... She, you know, these kids, you see these kids going to college. Getting one's, degrees. One's becoming a dentist. So it, was, it was a cool story that way. Yeah. It is shot in black and white. A lot of it, you know, the the woman did a very good job. I forget her name, and that's why I apologize for not having that. But she did a lot of videotaping of herself yeah. and these kids after he goes to jail. And then, of course... So that's very sort of this rough home mm-hmm. video footage. There's a lot of that. And you see a lot of that. And yeah. then you see everybody all grown up in present day with the documentary crew shooting them. Mm-hmm. It's all in black and white, which to me, 
made it a little less engaging. I guess it makes the footage well, probably more maybe the footage right or better quality because it wasn't all shitty looking or whatever. Um, So I mean, it's it's an inspiring story, I guess. I I, you know, I was a little bored with it. Mm -hmm. I guess even though it is a great story. I think as a movie, it was a little too long for me. Yeah, it was very long. And, you know, the woman herself is very abrasive and very sort of, you know, maybe... Cuts right to the chase. Yeah, it maybe isn't as sympathetic as you would think. But that's sort of what made her successful, too. Yeah. I think. Because now she's like a... She's a car dealer. She's a car dealer, but I feel like she does all these speeches. Yeah, yeah. She was an inspirational speaker. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, motivational, inspirational speaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we saw her, what, in high schools and stuff, giving speeches? High schools, churches. So, Tom, it's on on Amazon Prime. Um, Again, I thought, you know, I read this is an Oscar contender for best documentary. And I assume because it's about a guy in jail, it's about a guy who's wrong and convicted. I was wrong. You were right. You weren't right. You didn't know what it was about either. <laughs> but I was wrong in thinking that it was about a guy who was wrong and convicted. It turns out it wasn't. But it's still a documentary that a lot of people are talking about. And you should watch if you want. Can you repeat that you were wrong again? I was wrong. <laughs> I was so, so wrong. I was wrong to invite you here today. Anyway, <laughs> I, mean, I think we're about... I'm making jokes Of course I'm not wrong to invite you here I love having you here Mm -hmm. And we watch all these shows together We gotta get to our TV shows before we wrap it up Because we barely, we've only really watched two Let's just, uh, Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults Did we only watch one episode? We only watched one and you've been bored with it So we haven't watched more Are you out or what are you doing? I don't know I think the Heaven's Gate cult is pretty cool, and I'd say more about as far as like what they did is completely insane. I'm willing to watch one more episode. I think it's a four episode thing, and they probably doesn't wrap up till the fourth one. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of background on these people going back to the '60s. Do you care if I play like Candy Crush on my phone? (laughs) So I you're gonna play Candy Crush on your phone through everything anyway. So I don't know know what what difference it makes. All right. So anyway, Heaven's Gate, the Cult of Cults on HBO Max. We've only got through one. I wish it was better. I mean, look, the vow was very dull. Yeah. In the beginning and sort of took its time and, you know, mm-hmm. seduced was the better documentary about that the Nexium cult. But the Heaven's Gate cult was a very different kind of cult. Um, and, you know, it's funny. Here's the thing, too, about this. And I'll say this about this. You know, what happened in the Capitol last week? Yeah. And you think about, you know, that very, that percentage of Trump followers. Mm-hmm. Very culty. Yeah. And you see a lot of the same things yeah. with the QAnon and that, as you see with Heaven's Gate, as you saw with Nexium. Yeah. You know, a lot of people telling you lies about things and you believe in them and then you end up doing things that you wouldn't normally do, do normally do in the name of that person, which is exactly what happened last week. So I think cult stuff really does apply, including this to mm-hmm. our current events. And then a show that I think you're enjoying. It took a little bit. It took, it took about a season for you to get into it. Tell everybody what Inside it is. Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah, and this came out, I don't know, eight, nine years ago yeah, on HBO, on, uh, on Comedy Central, but now HBO Max has it. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's like a skit show with a little bit of her stand-up. Little stand-up, little man-on-the-street interviews. Mm-hmm. Amy Schumer, every sort of known comedian back then, you know, like all of those New York guys from Dave Attell, Jim Norton. Mark Norman. I mean, I could go on and on. Bridget Everett is in a bunch of these episodes. She's in almost every season. 
The first season I wasn't a fan of. Well, I think the first season she really leaned on the comics. I think by season two she went with more actors, and then by you get to season three and like Tina Fey's in a sketch, Seinfeld's in a sketch, and she was really becoming a big star. You sort of see right. that arc. And I think the production of the show got better. It did, yeah. Over time. So the first season you were kind of like, because everything in it is about her pussy. It's about sex. It's about all these like all taboo topics. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, you know, what her stand-up is, you know, in sketch form. Yeah. Um, but as it goes on, I think it gets a little more, it's a little more insightful. and It's still very raunchy. It is, yeah. But there's a difference to it. Yeah, so we're going through watching that. I probably had watched when it originally aired most of probably the first two seasons and after that. Kind of gave up on well, it. Well, I think, I think if I remember correctly, we could look it up. I think she had a hard time producing them at a point. Meaning she was so in demand as a comic and other stuff yeah. that the TV show got harder to make. And so it took was put a long time in between seasons and that. And they only did four seasons. And mm-hmm. I think we just finished season three. But uh, yeah. yeah, if you've never seen Inside Amy Schumer, I think you'll enjoy it. If you enjoy Amy Schumer, this is the if by the way, if you enjoy Amy Schumer, this is the one thing you should be watching from Amy Schumer. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, like Trainwreck was a funny movie. Mm hmm. But, you know, the other ones she's done, I, which I, I don't even think I saw most of them. I can't even tell you off the top of my head what they are. Yeah. She did that one with Goldie Hawn where they were in a resort. You don't even remember that one. Mm-mm. And then she did that thing that we watched, like, earlier last year about her getting pregnant, having a baby. Yeah. Her, like, reality. Which was fine, but it wasn't really funny. No, because it was about her life and what yeah, she was Yeah, it was okay. I mean. Yeah. But I think this is, I think this is one of the better sketch shows. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge, like, SNL guy. Right. But I thought that her sketches were really funny. They are. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. So, and a lot of guests and a lot of, you know, when you see some of these comics kind of before they really broke, you know, uh, and even maybe they still haven't broke, but... If you want to see Big J Okerson and stuff, I like Bridget Everett. At you the love end Bridget of every Everett. Season. Yeah, she's the big finale in the final mm-hmm. episode of the season. She gets does her live show and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, Amy and friends doing sketches and it's very funny. So, all right, Layla. All right, Joel. We didn't fight too bad. No, we never. We do. agreed to break up three or four times, and look, um, at the end, we're here. I'm pretty sure it was you <laughs> breaking up with me. <laughs> I don't know that that's the case. Oh, the, oh. But we're not breaking up. No, we're not. That's a good thing. And no. I'm glad we're not. No. But thank you for hanging out doing the show. You're welcome. It's always fun to do the movie. And, t- and the movie mania thing is months down the road. Yeah, I know. So we'll see what happens. But you're watching all these movies with me. I know. And that's nice that you would mm-hmm. sit through Sound of Metal, but then you ended up liking it. Mm-hmm. And then Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Which I was not a fan of. Can kiss your Black Bottom because you didn't like it. I don't have a Black Bottom. <laughs> We're not going to discuss your bottom end. Oh, my gosh. All right, Layla. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to Layla. And thanks to you guys. Come on, you guys. Listen to this. Joel Radio. I want to thank you. God, we're 16 years we'll be going on on this one uh, come March. So it's exciting, man. I wish I would have done more for 15. Like I said, I missed that opportunity. But 16 years going on. It's going to be. I don't know. I, again, like I said, there's stuff to look forward to. Go see some of these movies. They're great. Some of them, they're on your TV right now. You can rent Promising Young Woman, actually. I looked that up. You don't have to go to the theater. You can stay at home and rent it now. That's a great thing. 
All right. So thanks again for you for listening. Uh, send me your vaccine stories. I want to hear those. Joelthecomic at gmail.com. How did it make you feel? How are you doing? Get everybody signed up. Figure out where you can get it. It's the best thing. It's the one thing we can all do now. Get our vaccines. Figure out how we can get them. If somebody's eligible and they don't know, help them. Help them find out. It's the way to do it. Thanks again to Layla and her Ma Rainey's Black Bottom synopsis, which probably was the highlight for me this week. Uh, but thanks again for listening. We're going to be back with a new show whenever, a couple weeks. Maybe Layla will be vaccinated. She can tell us about that by then. Who knows? But you guys stay safe. Trump's gone. The world is getting better. We got this. 2021. It's going to get better. I promise. I promise. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.